Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. Every so often, you zig instead of zagging. You go right instead of left. You stay up instead of going to bed. During these side steps in the game, you find new levels of play and brand new players along with it. Your man Jack experienced such a happy discovery one night watching the film Hustlers and laying eyes on Stormy Maya. Tonight's guest is the definition of an influencer. Stormy Maya is a musician, model, actress, activist, and more. Also, she is, if I can say so, beautiful beyond description and made of pure fire. Join me in welcoming Stormy Maya to Game On. Stormy, how you doing? Really? Oh, but it's accurate. I think it's accurate, right? Yeah, it was funny though. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? I'm great. I'm blessed. I'm uh, I'm chilling. Good, good. All right. <laughs> but, you should hire me for ridiculousness. I could sit in the corner and laugh. No, nah, you're rocks. I know, right? You'll take the place of a. Uh, is it Chanel? Is that her name Chanel yeah. West? I think. Yeah. Uh, for people her. who for people who don't know, I just spent five minutes apologizing because Stormy thought this was all. There's going to be a video to this, and I, I had her getting ready. <laughs> yes, I was getting so, my hair and makeup ready and my outfit. I was trying to look super cute, thinking well, you were going to do video. Anybody who's seen you would find it hard to believe that you don't look that, you know, that you don't look super cute anyway all the time. So, I mean, I probably I'll, do uh, to a standard. I'm probably fuckable right now, but I'm definitely not like <laughs> runway ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yep>. you know. <laughs> We can't let that go. What exactly falls into that category? I mean, right now, you know, if you had like a boo, like he probably would roll me over right now, you know, with the morning breath and the freaking hair crazy and just go to town, <laughs> right? But I have different standards for my public appearance. So <laughs> you, you would get that you would get that nudge. Oh god. Like, I mean, hey, yeah, I just I hey, just Hey. You up? <laughs> You know what? I really just wipe wipe the sleepies out of my eye. I roll over and I just I cover my mouth with a pillow because I don't like morning breath, okay? And then I just toot it up and be like, just lubricate it and go to town, you know? And then, uh, you know, and usually like, the morning shit, like, you know, when you do that, it lasts like five minutes, you know, like you just let them bust one real quick. Like you're not really trying to get no pleasure from it. It's like, just, just get it out, you know? Just get it out, you know? And then it's it's cool. And then it's over. See, look at that, folks. She's considerate too. That's a that, there's a hell of a guess right here. Stormy, let people Just, know. Yeah. Let's kick it off. What, <laughs> where, where can they find you? Where's the best place for for fans or, or fan new fans to be? 
where can they find Stormy Maya? Where's the best place? Uh, oh God, I'm like queen of the shadow I know, band. I know you're queen of, well, you're queen of like social media, so. No, no, I'm not. I'm like, they hate my black ass. I mean, if I was like a little white girl doing TikTok dances, I'm pretty sure I'd be like at 50 million, but you know, you say anything remotely pro-blackish and pro-sex worker and show your tits a couple times and you're automatically enemy like facebook hates me like my facebook fan page just got like taken down after years because uh freaking uh who was it that reported it uh one of these big record labels um was it sony sony was it is it sony was it uh, no, were, oh, okay. One? Universal, Universal, yeah. Universal. Like, like I don't know, reported and got down my damn fan, my Facebook fan page. I have no idea how. I did not do anything to them, but I don't know. And then Instagram, I'm cool. You know, I got like half a million on Instagram, so you know, at Stormy Maya, S T O R M I M A Y, whatever. Figure it out. And then Twitter got one, and then YouTube and all that shit. But I definitely be a lot bigger if I wasn't always goddamn deleted over the years, but. Regardless, I'm there. And they can always find my music and videos and all that damn shit. I mean, I'm thriving. <laughs> and no doubt, no doubt. Now, you're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you? You're a New York girl, aren't you? Yes, I am currently talking to you from Canada. I'm in Canada, though, right now. Um, I've been in Canada I got you. this whole year. But yeah, I'm from the Bronx, New York. Um, what's up? What's up, BX? What's up, South Bronx? Um, yep, you know, there. I'm a Northeast girl. So there, Boston. A lot of my family's from Philly, so the Northeast I rep, Northeast I rep, and I am so north right now that I ended up in Canada. So there you go. <laughs> now you've got you got the music, you got the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I call you an activist because, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because you get on there and you talk about you know important social topics. But how'd you get started, and, and what? What business avenue did you take first? Was it modeling first? Was it movies? Was it music? Well, I could give you a quick little spiel. Um, basically, got into the industry about ten years ago. Uh, Twenty-five now. I was sixteen, so almost ten years ago. And basically, I got into it when I was sixteen. And at the time, I just got into modeling, taking pictures and stuff like that. And I got into it because you know, at the time, I was in foster care and all that. And it was like a dope way to kind of escape and be in this like different world. And like, I remember at the time, I had like these foster parents, I had the group homes, I had all this shit going on. But like when I would go out and do photo shoots and do events and shows, it was like, I was a different person. It was like, I, I had hope to be something more than the current, you know, environment that I was in. And I remember like, they even like used to come at me like and threaten me like the group homes and the foster care and all that. They were like, you have to stop, you have to stop doing pictures, you stop modeling. And um, I was like, no, fuck you. And basically it was a great way for me to make extra money. I was getting gigs. Like, so it started off kind of as a hustle, you know, like people would hire me for music videos. They'd hire me for little, uh, you know, little shows and stuff, little independent stuff, but it was still money. Like at the time, I was working minimum wage jobs, making like two, three hundred dollars a week. And with a modeling gig, shit, I make that shit in in a couple hours. You know what I mean? Make the shit in an hour, make it in two hours. So it was like, damn, this is a real come up. This is a hustle. And um, so I started kind of doing it as a hustle. As years moved on, by the time I hit like uh, 18, 19, I was doing it for, for bigger projects, more professional projects. I ended up being a Playboy model, which was one of my goals at the time. I really wanted to work for Playboy, and I ended up uh, being a centerfold for them. I ended up being in 
Playboy International, Playboy Slovenia, Playboy Croatia, Playboy Venezuela, Playboy um, Slovakia. Did I say that one already? I don't know. Different, these random different countries, Croatia, whatever. So, you know, I actually like traveled with them and I took pictures. And after the Playboy stuff, I ended up getting more popularity, getting bigger gigs, making more money. It's always like a hustle. Like I just started getting bigger and bigger. After that, I was like, you know what? I want to do something a little bit more meaningful because when I was younger, I was really into music and I was really into acting. Like I've been making music since I was like 12, but I never knew how to pursue that. So as I got older and I got more popular, I started pursuing the other stuff as well. So when I hit like about 20, I was like, you know, I really want to get into acting. I want to do more because I realized that the modeling thing was just a hustle. It wasn't like a long term goal for me. I wasn't trying to be a fashion model. I wasn't trying to be on like runways. So because I wasn't trying to go that direction, there's only so far you can go. So I was like, you know, I'm getting to acting and, you know, I always had a love for it anyway. So I got into acting, did theater. I, I, I ended up getting picked up really quickly. Like, you know, I started getting hired really quickly. Um, I just would go out there and audition and, and go and do it. And literally, I remember I was taking acting classes and within a couple of months, I was getting hired for all these plays out in New York. I was doing tons of off-Broadway plays. And then from there, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go out to acting auditions, like for films, not for theater anymore. And I was just getting hired, you know, because I had the social media followers. I had a little bit of clout. I used that to my advantage. Got hired for a bunch of independent projects, got an agent. From there, just keep hustling, keep hustling. I'm always working. And... Uh, Music I got into two years ago professionally because, you know, at that time I was going to my followers. I was hustling with the movies and stuff. And my manager slash producer was like, yo, like you should really get into music. And at the time, everybody was hitting me up for this because they were like, yo, like these girls got Instagram followers. They got a lot of things going on. They can make some money for music. I had already had a love for music. I already wanted to get into music when I was younger. I've been rapping since I was like 12. So I was like, hell yeah, like I've been wanting to do that. I just don't know how to do it professionally. So, you know, I learned the ropes, got into it, like everything else I do, I ended up just taking it on, taking it seriously. And, you know, I learned really quickly. And so now uh, I mostly do music. I do some acting and I make movies, I direct, produce. So I like to just stay busy. So there you go. Host field. <laughs> so how do you juggle those three? Like what's an average day like for you? Like, you know, do you wake up and it's like, all right, I'm going to do an hour and a half music, an hour and a half, you know, uh, maybe an hour and a half of whether it be acting or, or looking over a script or scripts, or, and then an hour and a half of modeling. Like, how do you, how do you juggle all these aspects in one day? Well, I don't model anymore. I haven't been a model since I was, uh, like I, I stopped modeling when I got into acting and stuff. Like I got bored of that. Modeling was just a way for me to get through the door because when you're a, a young, pretty girl and all that, or just a young girl in general, People really discredit a lot of things that you do. But one thing they really don't is the modeling. Like what I've noticed is as I've gotten to acting, as I've gotten into music and directing and more serious things, uh, people are a lot less welcoming for you to get into the door that way because they're like, you know, oh, prove yourself or they just want you to be this pretty face. So modeling's easy because that's what they kind of want to all put us as anyway. So when you come to the door, like, oh, I'll be the girl in your video. Oh, I'll be the girl, you know, the model chick with you. It's It's so easy. You get gigs like every week, like. As a model, I was always hired for everything. It was just a hustle, but I don't model anymore at all. People try to hire me for that shit, but no, I don't do people's music videos or anything like that, unless you're like a really, really big artist. Like the last video I did was Rick Ross's and he's a friend of mine, but I got paid really big for that. And it was more like an acting job. So, but um, no, mostly my focus is music and 
you know, acting has kind of subsided since COVID and then like the, the producing and stuff. And what I do to balance it is it's very easy. You just work all the time. You just work consistently on everything kind of at the same time. I work on everything every day. I don't have like a set time for anything. I just kind of get done what I need done for that project or get done for for that for that day. So for example, I'll wake up and you know, I do a lot of work online, for example, like a lot of my work is mostly promoting. So mostly pushing my music, pushing my movies, pushing my stuff. Like that's the gist of it. You know, I, I do a lot of auditions from the house, like a lot of video auditions for acting gigs. You send that off. Um, I've been doing a lot of music collabs lately. A lot of that's from home. I go to the studio, I record my stuff. I send them over the beats and I talk to people through email, through the phone. So a lot of it's on the phone, on the computer all day. Um, it's mostly just sitting at home on the computer and the phone all day. So it gets kind of tiring mentally, but I don't have to run out and do too much stuff physically, like in the real world, unless it's the day we're filming or the day we're, you know, doing the music videos and stuff. So, and then that's a whole other thing because I do a lot of music videos and, you know, filming for movies. And then that's a whole other monster. That's like, okay, great. I need everything organized. I got to get the actors ready or the models ready and get the location ready. And I basically organize and do everything. And that those are totally different days than the average day for me. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, that's a great answer. And I think we could say that Stormy Maya is a brand now at this point. And well, I'm trying to make it that. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say you're there. With that being the case, what's your favorite part of, of building a brand? And what's your least favorite part? Well, I'm definitely trying to build an empire. I'm trying to be on my Moda Scott shit. I'm really trying to be a whole thing. I'm really trying to uh, be music. I want to be movies. I want to be everything. And my favorite part about it is the control and the power that comes with it. Not controlling or being a power of other people. Uh, I mean, being in control and empower of myself. You know, it's very hard, you know, out there in the real world, you know, when you get older, you're an adult, you got to work for people, you have to abide by their rules, you have to be paranoid of getting fired all the time, you have to be worried about being replaced. So there's a lot of comfort and power that comes from working for yourself and, you know, being your own brand, because you don't have to worry about necessarily impressing a certain person or saying the right things like you can just be genuinely yourself and what you represent. But the hardest part about it is that if you don't work, if you don't grind, then you don't eat. So you, you only have yourself to depend on, you know, like you have to be the one to do everything and get everything done or there's no money coming in or there's no, you know, nothing happening. I also have people who work for me, whether it's my photographers or video people or editors or, you know, models or actors I hire, et cetera. So you have a lot of people depending on you as well. And that can also get stressful. Cause I get extremely stressed out during film days because you know, everything's on me. Like I have to make sure everything's perfect. And that's why in this recent film I made a uh, shark, I, I didn't even put myself too much in the movie, you know, like I gave myself a couple little scenes, but I mostly just focused on the other actors because it's so overwhelming that being able to put myself in an actor's mindset as well was just like, it's just overwhelming. <laughs> and then here's a question that, <clears throat> You know, when I've heard this with other guests, I'm hearing it with you, like everybody we've talked to is like on it, you know, and that's one of the things we want people at the top of their game, but everybody's got like the same, same work ethic where they're going like 90 miles an hour all the time. And so here's a question, like at some point, 
Do you burn out? And if you do, how do you deal with it? I think I burn out a lot. I think I constantly burn out and I give myself days to rest and, and sleep. I think the hardest part about being the boss is that you don't really get days off. You know, you don't clock in, clock out. And, you know, with all freelancers, as you know, there's no like, oh, hey, you go to work three days a week or five days a week and then you go home and rest. Like you pretty much have to always work. So I right, can't right. like really take too much time off. Like I can't be like, oh, I'm taking a week off from this or that. I mean, I'm not at that, that level yet where I can just hire people to do a bunch of stuff for me like that. But really, I don't I don't think I actually give myself enough time to rest. So I do burn out constantly, but I don't think I give myself really the time I need to relax. And I'm really young, so I can really handle it. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that with time, I do find a solution that's easier. I think that the hardest part right now is just that I'm building, you know? Once you have it built, once you are that, once you kind of have people just wanting your movies, wanting your music, and you're at a different level, I think it'd be a little bit easier because uh, I don't have to necessarily worry about, oh, if I don't do something for a week, then I'm going to like not make any money or I'm not going to be relevant, you know? So I try to just build myself to that point where I can actually take some real time off, but I'm not there yet, so. You know, it's a, it's that saying, was it slow feet don't eat? I mean, yeah, right now it's, it's not the time. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. 10 years in the game ain't really enough time to relax. And that was just me getting to the door. So, <laughs> well, you know, people, people struggle to blend, um, you know, sexiness and being empowered at the same time. Cause it seems like, you know, somebody's either, they either fall in one or the other. But mm -hmm. for what, you know, coming over your work, looking over, you know, your body of research and, and so on, it looks like you've, it looks like you've mastered it. Whether or not you feel that may not, you know, might be different, but just to let you know, you've got that, you've got that air of both being a boss, but at the same time, you know, you got the look. <laughs> I can hear you laughing. I'm the madam. Like, I'm the madam, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what are three tips you can give people listening on how you mix the two? I think that people in general are multifaceted. And I think people in general have so many layers. And so I think it's hilarious how even with celebrities and people out there, we always give them like this one personality or this one thing they represent because people in general are just not like that. That's not how people are. And I think most of the time people are received that way because they're not being their genuine self. I think most celebrities, you know, when they're labeled up or, you know, they're just trying so hard to be liked. I think that they don't really show their sides. They don't really show who they really are. I think they show like the one side of themselves they're comfortable with. I, I am comfortable with all sides of me and I, I show that to the world. I expose that. So I think that if you want to also do the same thing, it's, it's literally just being genuine. Because people think, oh, I am a sexy woman, but that's not a personality. That's just, you know, my physical traits. Um, what I stand for, my moral grounds is a whole different thing. So I think that when I was a model and stuff and I was just taking sexy pictures, people did think, oh, that was just all she was. And they started doing music and, you know, I started just being more political and speaking up. And people were like, oh, shit, she has other layers of her. And it's like, no, those, those were always there. I just didn't show them to you. So. I think the short answer is basically like people just aren't showing it. And so <laughs> if they want to show it, they got to show it. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back and, you know, when we do the bio. I'm going to have to make sure that I say the madam, Stormy Maya. 
I am the madam. Okay, I am. You are. I, you are <laughs> I, I'm. I am not going to contest that. You are the madam. That's for sure. What are you currently yes. working on? So I know currently, we, you just talked about the trailer. So go ahead and plug it right now, please. Oh yeah. So the trailer for my movie Shark is released, and it's a feature film. It's a hip hop comedy drama. <laughs> That's a crazy genre, right? Hip hop comedy drama. <laughs> and um, I think you just made your own, you just made your own genre right there. I plan on doing a lot of them and I plan on making a lot of movies. Like I, I just was telling my partner today that I'm planning on making three movies a year. Uh, the next couple of years, like I just want to keep dropping them. And um, yeah, I, I have a certain style that I like to do. It's like realism. It feels like you're like there, like those real hood movies from the nineties, you know, it's like you're really there, but then I like to add aspects of like comedy to them so even though like, I have like hood life and the hip-hop industry I'm a very light-hearted person so I don't have gore I don't have my stuff like power you know even though that stuff's dope and I like it I'm just saying me personally my stuff has a real comedic relief to it so it's like a Friday type vibe it's like a real you can sit down with your kids and watch it laugh smoke a blunt you know it's like some real black kitchen shit and uh that's the vibe I go for like I have a crazy mind and so when people watch it, they'll be like, like, what kind of humor is this? Um, I have a, a chicken hit with a piece of chicken. Um, I just have like a really funny sense of humor. And wait, what part of the humor... chicken is it? Because some parts of the chicken you could throw at people and some parts you just can't. He slaps her with a fried piece of chicken with a fried, uh, what is it? I think it's a, it's a breast. He hits her with a fried breast oh, on the breast. You can't, oh man, you, you, you can't do the breast meat. That's one of the most important pieces right there. That, it's, that it's guy's tough. wrong well, for doing that. It's funny, is everyone on set, like I'm a vegan, <laughs> I'm a vegan, right? And like, he was a vegan and my partner's a vegan. So like, ain't nobody eating this damn chicken. But I, you know, think about it. I always separate myself from my projects because a lot of times like things have to get done. Like, you know, I need fried chicken for the movie. And so... <laughs> We, you know, we have a bucket of fried chicken from KFC, Uber Eats, whatever. And we're just taking all these takes. Cause ain't nobody gonna eat the chicken anyway. So we, you know, the dude's just doing multiple takes, hitting this chick with the chicken. And so he, you know, he uses all the different pieces of chicken in the bucket. But, you know, what the shot we ended up using was the shot with the breasts. Uh, but, like, cause he, he just didn't know how to hit her right. You know, he was like scared to hit her. He was like, going like a little bitch. So I was like, nah, hit her with the chicken, you know? And, it was crazy. We were in Florida when this was happening. And this big ass peacock out of nowhere comes and attacks our set. Like, we're in the middle. I swear to God to you. While we're in the middle of throwing chicken at this chick, this uh, big ass peacock comes and, and it interrupts. So the actors are so ignorant. They start throwing fried chicken at the peacock. And I'm like, you cannot throw fried chicken at a peacock. You just can't. It's just. It was just, it was fucked up, but they did. They threw fried chicken at the peacock to get rid of it. And the peacock you know, was big as hell. It was like four feet. Every, I did not condone every, it. Every, every interview has a moment that reminds me why I do this. And I think this is ours right here. The line, he had to keep hitting her with a piece of chicken. It was hard because, you know, in the day I'm black, he's black, everyone's black, but the chicken, the, the girl's black. And I, in my mind, there are moments where I'm like, should we be hitting this black woman with fried chicken? And there are moments in my brain where I'm like, should we be hitting her with fried chicken? And there are moments in my brain where I'm like, we shouldn't be hitting her with fried chicken. But I said we were going to do it anyway. And because she was down. She was, she was like, I'm so down. Like, she was like, I want to get hit with the fried chicken. She was so down for it. Everyone was down for it. So I was just like, you know what? 
we ain't gonna let the white racist <laughs> hold us back from our greatness, you know? And I had other food in mind. Like we thought about crab legs, you know, we thought about other other food, but I was like, <laughs> crab legs are so damn expensive. I was like, we ain't gonna waste no damn crab legs. And oh. in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, crab legs seem like they hurt more than a fried chicken. So I was like, you know, I would, movie, I would think because of the shell <laughs> and, and, and they're sharp, right? If you get one of those, those sharp, legs in yeah. the face, that, yeah. That's why I was like, you know, for safety precautions, a thank you. You understand. You made a solid decision. director decision by going, yes. you know what? We're going to bypass the crab leg and go for the chicken. Because how many I foods I, are really slappable? Like, you can't really slap any types it, of food. If I can give you any recommendations, you got to go for the leg because the leg's got that bone you can hold to really like, he like did, hit somebody. He did, but he like kept messing up. Like we had to do so many takes and he was hitting her so hard that the chicken skin was coming off as he was. He <laughs> 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 was hitting her so hard with the chicken that the skin was peeling, not off of her, off the chicken. So yeah. we could reuse the piece. And this may so be we... the, <laughs> this may be the best story of the whole season right here. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I had moments in my brain where I was like, should I be doing this? And then I was like, oh, man, that's, that is good stuff right there, people. Uh, okay. Because in my mind, well, I really wanted him to be like, um, who do I want him to be like? Who's that famous boxer guy? I was trying to make him like that guy. Um, that like Mike Tyson? Guy. No, not Mike Tyson. The, other, the ignorant nigga that carries money around. Um <laughs> You know him. He's doing it now. Who's the, the famous boxer that carries bags of money? He's not ignorant on social media. Um, yeah, Tom. Um, not, not Mayweather. Yeah, Mayweather. That's who he was supposed okay. to be. Kind of like. Okay. Not that I say Mayweather. Not that I think Mayweather would hit a chick with some chicken, but he just has the energy <laughs> that he would. So <laughs> If you anyway. have any of that footage, can you please make it available? Because I, I would sit there and watch that over and over. Yes, I can. And even when. We were like editing it. That was like the scene we kept watching because it was. Yeah, come here. Yeah. You, just, <laughs> you just don't see that often. Just, well, it, it's, mind it's hard to follow that up. It's hard to follow that up with any question, but in keeping with the theme of sexiness on the show, what is, and people, every, every, yeah, I know, after the chicken stir, every guest struggles with this question. What is the sexiest thing about you? The sexiest thing about me? Mm hmm. Um, Besides that, you know nipples. how to strike somebody with fried chicken. My nipples. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna ask why. Because my nipples are very big. I have very large nipples. I have small air. I have like the smallest areolas on earth. I think I have like record-breaking areolas. My areolas are the size of dimes, very tiny areolas, but I have huge nipples. The nipple bulbs are very large. And I have a lot of Montgomery glands and my nipples are very hard all the time. They're always hard. And so when I wear t-shirts and stuff, um, my nipples are just pushing through, even through thick, thick material like wool or like thick cotton, my nipples, uh, they, they penetrate through. So... You know, I thought it was hard to follow up that chicken story, but it's hard to follow up that. Oh, well, that's what people usually like about me the most. They like my hard nipples. What makes a man sexy, Pete? 
I see. I, um, I just kept going. <laughs> um, I feel bad for anyone who listens to this because they're probably going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" Um, and I think we're going to call. They say most people listen to podcasts while they're driving. I think we're just going to cause a lot of car accidents. Well, that's that's cool. At least, uh, at least we. It'll be happy accidents. So yeah, happy accidents. Um, the sexy thing about a man. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm, the sexiest thing about a man. I like um, I like that little hair that they have underneath the lip. That that thing that's part okay. of the mustache, but it's like you know the little beard, but it's like that little uh lip beard, the little hair that goes underneath the lip. Really? Oh, okay. Did I answer wrong? Um, <laughs> no, there there is no wrong, there is no wrong answer. I I never heard anybody mention that. Yeah, it's the little. I mean, it depends. I like on, facial uh, hair how on thick men. The guy grows it. Yeah. Okay. I like okay. hair on men, like not like hair on their bodies, but I like hair facial hair. So I like goatees. Almost everyone I've ever dated has had a goatee, or at least a half-ass goatee. A lot of men can't connect it, but almost every man I've ever dated has had one, and they always have a little lip thing. They have to have like facial hair. Um, a half-ass goatee. Yeah, you know they can't connect it, you know. <laughs> but it's still, I still consider it a goatee. Um, we're gonna wrap around and find out what platforms. I know we talked about talked about that a little bit in the beginning, but it is time for the quick game. And God, I can't wait to hear your answers for some of these. Quick game is where we give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Don't overthink it. Just give us an answer. <laughs> no matter how wild that Stormy, no matter how wild the answer is, you go for it. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? No. The fuck? <laughs> If you eat cereal, what's your favorite kind? Ooh, I like um, I like fruity pebbles, and I like to take Cheerios and add mad sugar and banana slices on top with almond milk. See, I I knew you were gonna say, I knew you were gonna say that. I was I was either gonna give you that or gonna give you cinnamon toast crunch. Well, I like cinnamon toast crunch too. I like cereal shit. I like any of it to be honest. Um, here you go. What clothes do you have on right now? I'm naked. <laughs> you told me I didn't have to wear any clothes. You told me it wasn't a video, so I just stayed naked. I'm dead serious. Fair enough. I, if there's I, a... I, I swear on my life and anyone's life that I love, I'm like butt ass naked. But that's only because I did. Because you told me I didn't have to do video. <laughs> so, so you I just stopped scarf, right in the middle. I have a scarf on. <laughs> so you just stopped. You said, well, screw it. I'm good. Just boom. Just sat down. Well, I don't right, wear clothes cool. anyway. Like, that's the last thing I do. I don't, if I'm in my house, I don't wear clothes. So I just have a scarf on, though. Like a silk scarf or just like a like a winter scarf? I had a head scarf. A head scarf. Like on my head. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Do you Instagram your food? I don't think you. No, you do. You do Instagram your food, right? I Instagram my food, but only on my story. Okay. On my story only. And only because it's vegan and, like, you know, people, I like to inspire people and shit. All right. Have you ever had sex in a car? Yeah. I don't like it that much, though. It's, like, 
I, I like to give head while the dude's driving, though. I've done that a lot. While the dude's driving on the highway and shit, giving head, it's just, like, makes you feel like a badass bitch. And I like to get fingered while the um, dude's driving, too. So, I like driving, I get fingered, whatever. If there's like, stuff a... like that. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, hey. <laughs> whatever you were about to say was better than my next question. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. I, I was answering the full question. All right. Like, I don't... I, hey, I, and I appreciate that. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? I don't touch that nigga. <laughs> so you just let it run around? I'm not touching no damn spider. If there's a man, I'll make him put it outside. I don't kill stuff. Like, I'll make him put it outside, but I'm not touching no damn spider. All right, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Men or food? I, I think they're talking about food, but you answer it any way you want. Oh, okay. Um, clearly, milk chocolate tastes better. Um, they have, but for men, dark chocolate's better. When was the last time you stayed up past four o'clock in the morning? Every damn day. L.A. or New York? New York, the fuck? L.A. is gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we're gonna throw you in some bonus questions because, what size bed do you prefer? I have a queen size bed currently. I would like to have a king size eventually, but I like big ass beds because I sleep horizontally and and all over the place. All right. Uh, here's a bonus question: favorite sexual position? Mm, if I'm trying to be a nasty ass bitch and feel like a whore, um, which a lot of times I like to feel, um, I like to like you know get bent over on the chair and shit like that feel real nasty or like i like when the dude like sits on like a little bench or sits on like a little stool but then i'm in doggy but like he's not like in doggy like he's sitting on a little bench or a little chair and then the dick's sticking out straight and then i'm in doggy position on my all fours and then i'm backing it up on him while he's sitting regular um but if i want to orgasm i have to be on top so i have to ride and then i come on top uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's the little chair? Nah, I'm being dead serious, but. I, I... <laughs> Very honest answer. I don't know. I, I, I like these answers. Uh, let's see. It's <laughs> a real answer. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, uh, have you ever sent anybody dirty pictures before? No. I make them pay for them on OnlyFans and shit. <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Hey! That's right. None's free. Boxers or briefs? I like boxer briefs. Ah, there you go. Mixing it up. And last question. Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? I just had some Sour Patch Kids yesterday. Um, Swedish Fish, you know what's dope? They're both vegan. You know, that's dope, right? Um, Swedish Fish remind me of my childhood. So I do Swedish Fish. And plus, Sour Patch Kids, you making my tongue hurt after a while. You know, you be getting that little tongue burn and shit. So, I go see <laughs> Good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the powerful Stormy Maya. Stormy, thank you for joining us this evening. One more time, let people know the best place to find you. On their local corner. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> go to Instagram. <laughs> Everybody just ran out of their house right now and started looking. 
I'm dead. Um, go to Instagram at Stormy S T R M I M A Y A whatever. YouTube, Instagram. Oh, just find me somewhere. Shit, my name's somewhere. Like I'm on everything. They can find me. I'm not hard to find. Trust me. Stormy Maya, we will see you soon. Yay. Thanks for listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Follow the blog at hisnameisgame.wordpress.com. You can find the official Game On erotic literature and night game guide to a damn good night on Amazon and Etsy. Join us next week when we continue the good talk. And until then, keep it sexy and game on.